trying to sweep the Reds in Pittsburgh in a four-game series for the first time since 1969. And there's a ground ball to the right side. Frazier on to first. Raise the Jolly Roger. Richard Rodriguez, his first major league save. Chris Archer the win. And yes, for the first time since 1969, the Pirates sweep the Reds in Pittsburgh in a four-game series. And what a series and game it was here at PNC Park. Great performances on the field. Everybody contributing. You get a little bit from the pitching, a little bit from the bats. A wonderful game to see. But boy, is there so much more than just what we saw take place in terms of baseball on the field to get to today. It is the Pirates postgame show brought to you by Shenderovich, Shenderovich and Fishman. Craig Riley here live from PNC Park to walk you through it all. But first, I want to welcome in Steve Vlass. Steve. What a just exciting game this was, right? Yeah, this was not dull. You had uh, a little bit of everything after two two to nothing games. Uh, a lot of action yesterday, uh, right down to the uh, final out. And today uh, we had action from uh, the first pitch of the bottom of the first inning when Frazier hit it over the fence. So uh, if you bought a ticket today, uh, you you got your money's worth. And the Pirates come away with a win and a sweep and a little uh, a little uh, four. Uh, yeah, a little string of pearls of four games in a row, four wins in a row. Well, let's set it up for everybody in case they miss it. I don't know how you would have missed this one. Dietrich pimping that home run, he hit it into the river. It was a moonshot, but the way he watched it, you had Cervelli say something to him, and you knew something might be coming around the next time he gets to bat. He does. Archer throws at him. The bench is clear. But, Steve, one thing that I noticed after that fight, and there's still plenty about the fight I want to get to, but after that, it seemed like the Pirates were sort of invigorated by it. Did you get that sense? Well, it, it's it's hard to tell. You know, you've heard for years that oh, a ball club needs a spark and everything. But the Pirates have won three in a row. Uh, I, I still think you kind of spark yourself, but uh, it's a it's a high energy thing, high adrenaline uh, scenario when you get all that uh, that scrum going on. So I, I don't know if it makes it play better, but it, uh, it gets the heartbeat uh, raised up a lot. And, uh, you know, thinking about that, that whole scenario, uh, Dietrich, uh, you know, when you hit a ball like that, I'll, I'll you know, if I'm throwing, I'll, I'll, I'll tolerate a little bit of pause, but I, I don't like standing around for, for more than uh, a, a courtesy look. Uh, you know, when you, when you stand there, yeah, yeah, the pitcher gets upset, and, and you, you know it's intentional, and you know uh, pitchers uh, have a sense that they're being shown up when a guy stands there. So it's a matter of time. Uh, a quick look, yeah, you, you, you deal with that. You're not happy about it. But if they stand around, yeah, you get upset. And uh, you got to consider this, too. Every pitcher has a different personality. So you got a whole range of personalities that deal with that kind of a scenario. Some guys shrug it off, say, you know, not, no big deal. Some guys will, uh, even if you don't hesitate, they, uh, uh, they, they don't like it, and they'll, they might drill you next time or drill the next guy or whatever. So, uh yeah, it uh, it was intentional. When you throw the ball behind somebody, it's yeah, you you uh, you're you're giving him your version of, of payback for showing you and your ball club up. So it happens. Uh, nobody got injured. Guys get thrown out. We move on. I thought, uh, quite honestly, that David Bell had a lot to do with it because he didn't come out and just arguing back a home plate. He came out more than halfway toward Archer. And uh, then it gets kind of personal when you go out there and, and you're that close to the guy that threw it away. So uh, the the adrenaline starts pumping. Well, okay, the manager is out there. Is he going to start something? He's right close to the pitcher that did it. Uh, so that that to me is a little bit of a factor. Uh, 
but uh, I'll, I'll tell you who got in there as fast and as and as uh, hard as anybody is Keona Kella, and he, he got thrown out for it. But uh, it doesn't look like he minds getting involved with his team is is uh, going to be involved in that kind of thing. So uh, it goes on. It was it was like a lot of fights. Nobody really gets a lot done. Puig. Uh, uh, Continues to be a guy that uh, is, you know, can't help himself, uh, going way over the top, way, way over the top, way over the top, and so they had to restrain him. And he's he's built like the kind of guy that's hard to restrain. So uh, I think he was the one that really extended it, if, if you want my opinion. So it happened. We're on the other side of it. Uh, we we got the win. We lost a couple relievers, but Richard Rodriguez came in and got the job job done. One, two, three, having Bato get up with nobody on. That was big. Well, you talked about seeing Kella run out there like that. One thing I think I've heard over and over again from Clint Hurdle already in this young season is taking a full team effort to win games. And, and really that idea of these guys being together as a team and everybody pulling the rope in the same direction. I get the sense. I mean, you, you see the bench clearing brawl. But like you said, I get the sense these guys want to not physically fight for each other, but on the field fight for each other where you see a Kella come out like that. This feels like a group of guys that maybe what does it mean to have them all working together? Does it help you achieve your goals in a sport like this then? No, no. Performing as a baseball player helps you achieve your goals. Uh, <laughs> this doesn't hurt. It doesn't, it doesn't hurt anything, but uh, you know, if you, you, you can, you can uh, be a bad ball club too and get in this kind of thing every once in a while because of, of a certain set of circumstances that play out like a, a home run that somebody watches and then a ball thrown in back of a batter. So uh, it still comes down it's 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 a good feel when everybody's in, involved. That uh, yeah, they they care enough to be involved, and and uh, the intensity is there, sure. But uh, you want to put baseball players first. I, I think that's the foundation. And then if you're getting this thing, you got to be there, and, and just just in case uh, you are needed, and it escalates more than it does. Mostly, it's, it's showing uh, what, whether it's or solidarity or support or togetherness, yep. and that that's never a bad thing. That's never a bad thing, but. Uh, when you do that and then you win the ball game, you, you feel good about everything. If you got in that and lost the ball game and said, oh, it was a miserable day, we got in a fight, we got beat. But that's not the case. They played good enough to win. They were all together in that, that skirmish. And, uh, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's never a bad thing. Well, Steve, I saw a lot of reaction, social media and things like that, and you can always take it for what it's worth. But people saying the way Chris Archer sort of celebrates his strikeouts, he doesn't have room to be upset with a guy watching a home run, home run like Dietrich did. What do you say to that? Well, Chris's personality, he's very demonstrative. So yeah, people are going to say, well, you know, is, is, this, is this young man asking for it? I, I think that's just his personality. And he's been around long enough. He's 30 years old. He's not uh, some, some rookie that's, uh, you know, trying to show people up. Uh, yeah, it, it probably can be perceived in a certain way, yeah, by, by people who are looking uh, at, at that very closely, and uh, some people react differently. Again, different personalities, and and some guys just shrug it off, say that's just Chris, and uh, that's the way he is. He, he's not try, trying to show somebody up. So uh, you know that that's an individual perception from whoever is looking at that, and uh, it's it, you know it, it goes different ways based on different people. Well, the last question I'll ask you about the brawl, because there's still plenty of baseball to talk about here, was I can't imagine a young Steve Vlas ever found himself in a situation like that, right? Well, I, I, I didn't in, in the big leagues. I did in the Dominican Republic by hitting a native uh, Dominican player. Uh, that was oh, bad no. judgment. 
And uh, he actually went home after the ball game, and I went to jail for a few hours. So I called Karen after that game, and I said, I'm going to be a little late. She says, are you in some bar? I said, no, I'm in jail. But don't, uh, don't worry, I'll be along shortly. So, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I've, 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 been around, I've been around skirmishes in, in the big leagues that uh, have not really escalated the point of uh, any really violence. Uh, you know, we got, in, we got into it with the, uh, with the uh, Cubs a couple times. Uh, uh, we got into, into it with the Reds when, uh, back in the day when I was playing. So, uh, uh, you know, it, it, uh, the heat of the battle gets going, but uh, you, you hope that nobody gets hurt and you hope things get resolved and, you go on playing the game of baseball. We're not. We're not there to fight. We're not, we're there to play. But uh, when you do get into that, you want to be part of your team and be out there. That's that's for sure. Well, speaking to what actually happened between the lines, I guess some of that took yeah. between the lines. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> <laughs> but the yeah, Josh, you know, Bell, what we saw from Josh Bell today. What do you make of just this recent little hot streak we've seen from him? Well, you know he's capable uh, and he's so strong. You stand next to that young man. He is big and he is strong. And the uh, uh, the home run today, a monster over over the uh, over the batter's eye. I mean that that just doesn't happen. That might that be might be the most impressive home run that, that I've seen in a long, long time. Because I see balls bounce in the river. I see them fly into the river, you know, over the short porch and right. But to hit it over the batter's eye, you know how you have how hard you have to hit it and how high you have to hit it. And why are they giving it 474? Let's give him 11 more feet so he can <laughs> surpass Sammy Sofa. Come on, 11 feet. Nobody knows what happened back there. It, it, it was behind the batter's eye. Who, who knows? Uh, so uh, I'm going to start a campaign by buying him. I need 11 people to pledge a dollar for that extra foot. <laughs> so we give him 11 more feet so it'll be uh, one more feet than Sammy hit it. But the, the, the bottom line is, you know, he, he's working hard, he's trying hard, and when he gets hot, it's not a base hit through the opposite side. It's not a, a ground ball to the When he gets hot, he hits the ball a long way. He's, he's that strong, and he doesn't have to overpower it. The, the home run yesterday, to me, was a lot arms, and uh, he is that strong, arms and wrist. So I'm, I'm not surprised by how far the ball goes, but uh, I'm just happy that you know he keeps working, and, and he has that mantra. He says, if I keep working hard enough and I'm good enough, uh, I can do things. And, uh, you know, recently he's been good enough. So what you take from that is that he is capable of doing that. So if he goes sour, well, you know, he's, he's cold for a while, but he's capable. So And when he's, when he's hot, you're not surprised because he's, he's working toward that. So he's got that kind of talent, and it goes back to the foundation of, of everything in the major league season. How often do you do it? How often do you get hot? How often do you have these streaks? How often do you avoid the flat parts? So right now, he is a lot of fun to watch. Well, Steve, thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate you taking some time. And enjoy the next couple of days watching this team head into Wrigley Field now. I will. And, you know, I was, I was just one, one final word. I was scared to death Marty sure. Brown was going to come over there and clean my clock. Mar- Marty <laughs> Brown, I'm, I'm sorry. Because, you know, my the, 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 the you, announcers Steve. have to get involved, too. <laughs> <laughs> my money's on you, Steve. Well, okay, we had a lot of fun with Marty, by the way, and congratulations to him. Enjoy the visit, Craig. Thanks. Thank you. I'll talk to you soon, Steve. Steve Blass, join us here on Pirates Post Game, brought to you by Shenderovich, Shenderovich, and Fishman. But from Steve Blass to Josh Bell, Josh, I have been singing your praises. We do a pick to perform in our pregame show, and I've been saying it seems like you are heating up. You carry yourself with confidence. What does it feel like putting two games back-to-back together like we saw from you these last two days? No, I mean, it feels, you know, un- unreal. 
you know, all the work that you put in the offseason, you know, kind of being able to show that, uh, you know, situationally, you know, just being able to pick Archer up there and you know, allowing him to continue further in the game for us, uh, that was awesome. When you hit that ball, and I'm sure somebody has told you by now, the fourth longest in PNC Park history, putting it over the batter's eye, when you made contact, did you have a feeling it was a special sort of distance like that, like you knew you got all of it? No, yeah, uh, it's one of those things where I'm sure baseball guys will tell you that you you don't really feel the contact, um, and I just know that he being a guy that's you know mid 90s, you know, it was it was going to be a tape measure guy, and it was going to be a, a tape measure shot. Um, so I, I was able to watch it clear. Um, you know, as I was rounding first base, it was, it was definitely something else. Uh, <laughs> it was pretty crazy. Well, we saw you get a little fired up, shouting into the dugout, I think, as you rounded third. Was there a whole lot of emotion coming out of the scuffle and everything, too, just everything building up to that moment for you? Yeah, for sure. And I know that, uh, you know, in the past, it seems like we, we've been on the uh, kind of the losing end of, you know, we have a skirmish, and then, you know, there's nothing worse than getting into a skirmish and, and taking on a loss afterwards. So to, to continue to battle with the squad, uh continue to, you know, push them back and, you know, end up, you know, taking the W from them, um, you know, sending them back home with a, a sour taste in their mouth. It's unreal spot, you know, excited to get into Wrigley and, you know, hopefully continue this going there too. Pirates first baseman Josh Bell joining us on Pirates postgame right now. Josh, I don't want to say that the last year's team or any other team wasn't sort of united, but this team already has a feel of, like, everybody in it together. Are you getting that sense in the clubhouse? No, yeah. Um, great group of guys. Um, and I think our number one focus was just rallying behind our, our pitching staff because we know they're incredible. We know every night they're going to, you know, keep guys – you know, two or three runs on the board, and you know, going into the seventh, eighth inning. So if we can perform for them, if we can, you know, shut them down the bullpen, we're going to be in a great place. So just having that confidence, knowing that guys are, you know, have the capability to go nine innings strong, you know, seven strong every night, um, just breeds that confidence and breeds that, you know, sense of brotherhood behind every win that, that we can get. Josh, you're into your fourth year at the majors now. Do you feel yourself moving into a bit of a leadership role with this team? Is that something you want to take on yourself? Yeah, for sure. I feel like uh, especially if the performance is there, I love that. Um, I love the opportunity. I feel like I've always been a guy that, you know, follows the guy that's performing. So if I can be that guy for that, those younger guys, if guys getting called up, you know, Jason Martin, you know, Newman in his first year, um, you know, if I can lead the way in regards to how I, you know, take my work day, if I can lead the way in regards to, you know, how hard I work and my preparation for each game, I love that. You know, even having a voice in the clubhouse, I know guys are talking about it. You know, I, I still feel young in the game, but um, it's one of those things where you look around the clubhouse and I'm one of the older guys, so definitely excited to have that role. Well, being in the clubhouse here and there covering the team with the pre- and post-game show, you very much get that sense that you're carrying yourself in a way with just a ton of confidence right now. And we'll wrap you up with this final question. I can't let you go without asking about the bench-clearing brawl. I couldn't help but notice it didn't look like anybody wanted a piece of Josh Bell out there. No, it's one of those things. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't think anybody really wanted, you know, any parts of anybody. I feel like <laughs> situationally, 
um, you know, it was what it was. It happened, and I feel like everybody in the stadium kind of knew it was going to happen. Um, but from that point on, it kind of you know escalated to a place where you know some guys you're looking across and you could see it in their eyes. They're like, "What's going on?" And other guys are ready to roll. You know, <laughs> trying to throw hands. So, <laughs> you know, like I said, it's just fun to come out and you should see our clubhouse right now just the, the hollering that's going just the livelihood oh i can't uh, even imagine <laughs> you know rodriguez got his his first win here his first save i mean and you now giving him a, a a soda shower and you got shampoo and you know <laughs> baby powder all over him it's crazy it's you know lights out fun experiences up here so a lot of fun well well, those bench-clearing brawls often are a lot of talk, so I, I can't even begin to describe how awesome it was to see you do your talking in the batter's box, hitting that home run and sort of shutting it all down and getting things back on track in this game. So congratulations on a great win, a great four-game set against the Reds, and good luck when you head to Wrigley tomorrow. Awesome. Appreciate you guys. All right. Thanks, Josh. Appreciate it. We are going to give Josh Bell our hitter of the game, most valuable hitter of the game, brought to you by Monongahela Valley Hospital, putting your health first. So it's just an incredible game all around for this team. Exciting from start to finish. It gets lost in the mix that Adam Frazier's first at bat goes for a home run. Things like that get lost in the excitement of this game. But when you go back and look at it, there are so many things that took place in this game. The Frazier home run early on. Melky Cabrera having a good game. Jason Martin having a good game. Good game. Chris Archer settling down after the fight and getting things done. Richard Rodriguez with the first save of his career. A total team effort, and that's something I keep harping on in the pre- and post-game shows that I see and that Clint Hurdle talks about is that they all have to do this together. And right now, it is coming together for this team. It's fun to watch. It's fun to be around. They're 5-3 and three after the slow start in Cincinnati, the, the tough games against St. Louis. But then to get this four-game sweep has to just feel great for this team as they get ready to now hit the road starting in Wrigley Field for their home opener tomorrow. And we'll talk more about that later on. But I want to get some of your calls in here as well at 412-928-9370. You have to have thoughts after a game like this. And who better to start those thoughts with than Chuck in Uniontown. Chuck, thank you for joining the show. How are you? Okay. Nice to be with you again. Nice to have you. Yeah. Uh, boy, boy, what a lousy day. Takes you back to the 70s. You know, when the Pirates and the Reds used to go at it and well, it's still early in the season, fellas, but, uh, or, uh, Craig, um, but I think uh, that what, what we need to do, we need to sustain this when we go on the road. And one thing come up immediately, if we're this hot, a nice place to go to Wrigley, is Wrigley Field if the wind is blowing out. But we need to... We know we can beat the Reds, but we need to keep this thing up. Is it going to cool off for a while? Yes. Down the road, it's probably going to. But, you know, you, you, you got to you got to keep restoring this thing. Uh, you, you know, when it, go, when it goes south during the year, and if, the, if it sustains long enough, that's what we need to complement the pitching. Because, as I said before, there are times when the pitching is going to fall off. But if the hitting can come by like it does a day, it will make, it will make a, 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 playoff piss, uh, a playoff spot a real possibility. Thanks. 
Thank you, Chuck. I appreciate it. And you talk about having to sustain the success on the road. I get the sense this is a pretty mentally strong team. You talk to the guys in the clubhouse. You just see the way they carry themselves. I don't really have concerns about them going onto the road. Now, they, they're they going to co-op at some point. That always happens. It's the ebbs and flows of a 162-game season. But for me, you will run into hot teams on the road. You'll run into just good teams on the road. So you will have some tough times there. But they won't, in my opinion, struggle on the road because of the idea of continuing success from home to the road. This is a mentally tough team, like I said. I've got a lot of faith in them to carry it. It is early in the season, but there's a lot to be excited about this team. And I want to talk about more of that. We're going to have a ton of sound for you from this Pirates Clubhouse. You heard Josh Bell talk about what a crazy scene it was. So I want to bring you that scene. I want you to be a part of it and hear what it was like down there. Our own Noah Hiles was producing for us today. He was down in the clubhouse. I'm obviously up here in the press box bringing you the postgame, so I don't get to be down there. Noah was there for us. He got that sound. I'm also going to ask him for his sense of what it was like. We'll get that and more coming up on Pirates postgame. Brought to you by Shendorovich, Shendorovich, and Fishman. And Melky is trying to calm Puig down. There Puig is in foul ground, halfway between home plate and first base. Melky Cabrera is telling him to calm down. And, and Puig is, is, is gotten away. He's gotten away, Tucker Barnhart now. And now Puig is throwing some fists at Tom Prince. And now it starts over again. Yasiel Puig got away from Votto's grasp. And now there's a scrum. And Garrett wants to get a hold of somebody. We talk about our good hands defensive play of the day. That's our good hands play of the day, brought to you by Roberto Clemente Jr. Family Insurance. Luckily, no real hands thrown in that fight today. You see Puig looked like he wanted to, and that's why he got ejected. But that is the story of the game that we're talking about here on Pirates Postgame, brought to you by Shenderovich, Shenderovich, and Fishman. It, it's not just that this was a great game for them to win. It's how they did it working together, every aspect of the team coming together to get this win. But then what you see in that bench-clearing brawl is a bunch of guys that come together. And like I said, it's what I see from this team now so far this year is they're one big unit. They're all in this together, and that's what you love to see. And then I have Noah Hiles here, our producer that was down in the clubhouse, so I want to hear from him just the feeling down there. He told me about Chris Archer. He had a shirt on that says, when you play Pittsburgh, you play the whole city. And Noah, you said Chris Archer, when he sat down to talk with the media, said, make sure you get this picture or you get this shirt in the shot, right? Yeah, that was the first thing he said uh, before the cameras were turned on. He, he made sure everyone noted the shirt, which kind of was the entire message in throughout the whole clubhouse. I, I've been doing producing the show now for two seasons, and I think that today after the game, was the most united I've seen a Pirates team, even more than the El Minchon days when they were dancing and having fun. You know, that was, that was I mean, a very big team atmosphere then, but this one, I mean, they, they look like they could not be stopped by anyone in that clubhouse tonight. They were all pretty amped up. So it was a wild scene down there like Josh Bell told us? It wasn't, it wasn't necessarily wild like they were dancing and celebrating. There was just a lot of pride in there. Uh, all of them knew that they – they took care of business. I mean, they just – like, if you reflect on the team as a whole, I mean, think about how the Cardinals series went and the overall atmosphere and how different you feel about this team now after this four-game sweep. They earn a sweep, and they did it in a fashion today 
you know, having each other's back. And every single player that we're going to hear sound from today, they all talked about how that benches-clearing brawl energized them. Archer talked about how he felt the need to step up once his teammates showed that they had his back. Josh Bell talked about how there was a different energy in the dugout when uh, after that happened, and that resulted in five runs in the next two innings. Even Jason Martin said he felt it. He felt, you know, he's the new guy here, but he wanted to he wanted to show his teammates that he was a part of this too, and he had everyone's back. And even Vasquez talked about it. He got thrown out of his first MLB game simply for not having his uniform on. Which that, is hilarious that to is me, the explanation. that's why he got tossed. He said he knew. He said <laughs> he knew what was going to happen, so he uh, – was ready for it, and he went out there and just tried to help out his team, and that's what resulted in him getting thrown out of the game. Kello was pretty vocal down there in the locker room as well. Everyone seemed to be in pretty high spirits. Everyone was uh, pretty proud of uh, the result that we saw here today. Well, that's Noah Hiles, our producer. He was down there in the clubhouse getting that sound for us, talking to the players that we're going to bring to you. We're going to hear from Clint Hurdle. We're going to hear from Chris Archer. We're going to hear from Felipe Vasquez. We have Jason Martin. A little bit of everybody because I feel like on a day like this, you want to hear what they're saying after just a huge win, the fight on the field, a game that gives you a little bit of everything. But one thing that sticks out to me is what we hear Chris Archer saying they were energized by the fight, actually. And it's something we felt up here. You had 14,750 in attendance today, and everybody was on the edge of their seat throughout that game. It started with the Frazier home run in the bottom of the first and extended all the way to the end of the game. Richard Rodriguez getting the first save of his career. People were into this. It was exciting. So whether or not you agree with Archer throwing at Dietrich and everything that happened, it doesn't change the fact that, man, what a day when you add it all up. And that's really my big takeaway. It's just, it's a huge day. So if it's energizing from the fan perspective, it's energizing for me, it's energizing for the people in the seats. I, I have to feel like that translates to the players. So I have some different things I want to look at that maybe support that. You look at Chris Archer. He started this game struggling a little bit. Threw 20 pitches in the first, 23 in the second. Ended up at 59 pitches through the third. Well, after the third and everything breaking out, he settled down because he pitched another three innings at just 41 pitches, and I don't believe he gave up another run after that. He did not. After the third inning, he had, that was all the runs he gave up. So the bench-clearing brawl happens in the fourth, the first batter of the fourth, and that's it. Chris Archer really settles in. I got one, two, three Ks from him. His final inning, the sixth, he sits them out one, two, three. So you have to get the sense that something clicked. A little bit of adrenaline picks up, and then, I mean, the Josh Bell home run. The guy put it over the batter's eye. You can't tell me that doesn't take a little extra something from a guy. And to me, you get that bench-clearing brawl going. It doesn't make you play better, but you're certainly amped up. I, I, I like to think that that played a role in it. That I'm sure Josh Bell, with the way he connected that ball, would have been a home run anyways. But to put it over the batter's eye, the fourth longest home run in the history of this ballpark – I mean, this ballpark, everybody thinks of it as still new. It's a little bit older and has some history to it now. Not old, but it's got years behind it. To get anything in the top four of something here is pretty special, and we saw that from Josh Bell. So we talk about all those things, and I want to take some of your calls at 412-928-9370. But we go through this game a little bit more and what else we saw from it. Steve Blass talked with us about the different aspects of the pitching coming through. I'll admit that I got concerned following the brawl when Kella was ejected and when Vasquez was ejected because the, the Pirates at that point 
you didn't know which way this game was going to go, but you knew if they got out ahead of it, what was going to happen with the back end of that bullpen? It was certainly a concern. Well, you saw what happened. Chris Archer settles in to get them the full six innings after going five against the Cardinals. That's huge because that means that's one less inning they would have had to depend on that bullpen. And the way his first three innings went, I thought it was going to be a long day for the bullpen. So it's good. He gets through six. Then you turn to Nick Kingham for two. And Kingham, yes, he gives up the two runs, but he gets you two innings and holds the lead. And then for Richard Rodriguez to be able to come in and get his first career save, and not just get his first career save, but sit them down one, two, three. That's big. And, and, and it all just comes back to that team idea. They're all in this together. It, it's at times a very individual sport. It's the batter versus the pitcher. There, there's nothing you can do to rely on your team. But when you feel like everybody's in this together, you don't want to let guys down. You're trying to play at your best. And I feel like that's what we're seeing from them right now. And to get to this point in the season where they are, it's still early, but to be at 5-3, and three, to sweep four straight games from a divisional foe, that's all big to me. You can't understate that. And now they'll go to Wrigley Field and more division games ahead of them, which it's so important to do well in this division. So we'll have to wait and see where things go there. But you can't help but feel good about them heading to Chicago now. So if we have it now, I, I want to hear from Clint Hurdle. He talked in this game about the fight. So let's go now. We, we got a lot of Clint Hurdle. Let's hear from him now. Oh, sorry, we don't have it back. I thought it was – we're getting it back. It's a, it's a mad rush down here with all the audio we're trying to get to. So we'll hear from Clinton Hurdle here in a minute. But if you want to give us a call, the number is 412-928-9370. Another couple guys that I thought had pretty solid games, Melky Cabrera. He had a single in his first at bat, came around and scored. A double and scored. Had another single that drove in two. Melky Cabrera had kind of a full day, and we were joking during the game that I wouldn't be at all surprised if Melky needs a day off tomorrow. So let's go through what all happened for him today. He has the single to drive the runs. He, he scores from first after that single. Then he legs out a double, but the double came actually after, or, yeah, after the fight where he was the one trying to restrain Yasiel Puig. So Melky Cabrera does it with the bats, trying to play peacemaker, that guy has a full day. A guy we talked about in the pregame show, Jason Martin, getting his second start in a row. He talked about just taking it day by day, not or moment by moment, not even day by day, moment by moment, and not getting out too far ahead of himself. He said that it helped hitting leadoff yesterday because he didn't have time to think about anything. Then he gets on base, and he steals second, and then he scores, and it all happens, and it's over. So that's another guy that has a big game, when you look top to bottom of the lineup, everybody picking everybody up, even Jason Martin, a guy who is expected to be at Indianapolis right now, buying in with his teammates, helping them get to where they want to be and winning this game. So another impressive performance from him. I understand we have Clint Hurdle ready now, so let's go to him. And here, I think he started off talking about that uh, bench-clearing brawl. Oh, the guy, they started taking some healthy swings, and they were doing some damage. And, you know, we had talked to him about – Going back to our pitching plan, pitching some guys tight, um, trying to get some uncomfortable at bats. And then uh, obviously things es escalate. What was the explanation of the week I didn't? Jeff didn't have them, but the other guy saw them. One came out without, 
without being clothed, and I guess he was very aggressive. They told me very aggressive. Both of them were very aggressive, is what I was told, as were Garrett and, and Puig. That's why the guys got thrown out. That's what they said. It was basically their, their actions spoke on the, to the ejections. Did you and or Tom Prince uh, emerge unscathed from the- Tom, Tom's doing all the stuff. I'm, you know, I wish I was younger. When that happens, just to help, I, I'm not much help now. Tom, Neil shared with us that the best tweet was that Tom Prince is now going to, the Steelers are going to reach out to him for maybe some guard play on the offensive there line. He, <laughs> he had a very firm foundation, I guess, put up. I think he was, trying, he was trying to get out there and take care of Cervelli. Josh Bell, uh, we know he's got the power. That, that's always been there. Uh, are you seeing things beyond that that are leading into well, there'll be, I'm sure there'll be a number of people who'll be jumping on this train now. Um, when you strike balls at the velocities that he has and you cover the batter's eye like he did, the ball last night, it's up center field right of the batter's eye deep. Um, you're just seeing some tangible evidence of that coming to play. Um, I think it was three pitches, all the damage done last night and then tonight or today. Uh, he got back at it. The ball he pulled was a good swing as well. But the home run, that ball's just clobber. It's absolutely clobber. Don't see many of those. Yeah, Clint, being on the, on the other side, I'm assuming that what David Bell is saying now, his take on what happened today is probably quite different than yours, as equally as valid as yours. So with that, do you think MLB and the umpires handle those types of situations as best they could, or should they do it any differently? Well, it's a great question, and it's the last thing I'm going to do is try and give you some kind of answer that defines what went out there. I think one thing people look for in these situations is intent. Um, I think Jeff obviously felt there was intent enough to issue a warning. The pitch wasn't anywhere near anybody's head. Sometimes I've seen those things happen where they're up near the head and their automatic ejections have happened. Um, and there's times when, as a manager, I, I think whatever behavior you bring to the table can add or, or subtract to whatever goes on. And then, obviously, players get involved and their behaviors add and subtract. So um, at the end of the day, we're always fortunate nobody got hurt. There were four ejections. I'm sure they'll mandate the discipline or they'll have their view on it in the commentary for the umpires. Um, as long as you're playing a game, there are going to be situations that maybe get outside the normalcy of the game. So I think at the end of the day, they did what they felt was best. I didn't, I didn't have any pushback when told about Keone or Felipe. Um, there wasn't any pushback on their side for Puig and Garrett. Um, and we'll see what happens. Is, there, is this, I know it's one out of 162 or even just one homestand or whatever. Is this, this is a good way to go on this road trip in general. Sure. After you lose the first two, you win the last four. And you score runs the last two days. And you get some offense, you get some balls up in the air, you ride some balls out of the ballpark. Some different guys step in off the mound to help as well. Um, we had some different guys, you know, help out. I mean, look at the day Cabrera had. Um, and, and you look at what, you know, even Jason Martin's done in the last two games that he's been here, helping hand involved in things. So... It's been all hands on deck, and it was another opportunity for us today to, to, to finish it off strong. And after their, you know, they took the early lead, and we just kept fighting back. So I like the way our team, I like the way our team is playing, and I like the way we're just trying to stay in control of situations that we can 
we can manage. Well, I'm, I'm really happy, especially after, you know, the first two outings, giving up home runs as he did. And obviously he was getting asked a lot of different questions than he is now. And he stayed steadfast. Actually, I think he probably pulled his belt a notch tighter. And there's times when I think professionally that that's the thing to do. You don't just say, well, you know, I made a bad pitch sometimes. Yeah, that can happen. There's times you also, all right, I can roll my sleeves up. Because he's not the guy he was last year in the hitter's eyes anymore. He's a guy you want to put a mark on. He's a guy that, that sent a lot of people back to the dugout. They're aware of him. And he's, he's responded well since uh, those first two outings where the left-handers got him and responded well again today. That's a, that's a big save for him. Archer put up better innings after the than he did before. I, I can only imagine it's tough to get back on the mound uh, and try to be calm and collected. Or is he the kind of guy who is able to feed off emotion and allow it to be a help instead of a hindrance? Well, he showed today that he was able to turn it around. And I wasn't sure what was going to happen after the line drive uh, that he knocked down with his glove and then the throw. The heartbeat either got quick or it stopped. I'm not sure which one happened. Um, but he got, got in a better place after uh, the on-field uh, altercation and finished the game extremely strong. And we needed the help. We needed, uh, with two men leaving the bullpen, as it was, and the day it was, it looked like the ball was flying. So I also wanted to give him a chance to put a foot down and ratchet his belt a little bit tighter, and he did. Felipe and... Um, Kelly and both pitched a lot. I think Kelly's had five outings so far. Would they even have been available anyway today? You'll never know. They got taken out of play. Felipe, absolutely. So you would have known. Felipe would have showed up and wanted to close the game if the opportunity was there. Keone, we would have stayed away from. I fessed up. Nothing Cabrera's hitting over 400, a bunch of RBIs today. How? Especially with the, with the injuries, but just how, how, how important has his bat been to your lineup so far, maybe compared to what you thought would happen when, when you first got him? Well, everybody does their research, but I called a couple managers that he played for. and so He's a professional, steady, consistent hitter. He'll help you in the clubhouse. He'll help you in the dugout. He'll get the ball. He'll catch the balls he gets to. He'll throw to the right base. He's a ball player. He's a very experienced ball player that can still hit with a slow heartbeat. It's exactly the guy that we're seeing. Today's highlight of the game is brought to you by High Tech Auto Care, and for me, it was the bench-clearing brawl. I imagine it's that way for most people, and it's interesting to hear Clint Hurdle talk about it. He takes such a different tact and perspective to and has a different perspective to it than most of us do. I mean, he's been around the game for so long, but what's really interesting to me is you hear the emotion from his players, and you love to hear that, how fired up they are. And then you hear Clint talk, and it's more analytical, and just his perspective is much more subdued. There has been talk, or there was talk in the past, about Clint Hurdle and the shelf life of his message to teams. It's believed to be the reason that his time ended in Colorado. There were people that wanted him gone here because they thought he, he was his message was getting lost with the players. And it was more so, I think, during the McCutcheon days, not singling him out, just saying that period of time towards the latter point of his time here. I very much get the sense that this is a new group of guys now, young guys, 
thirsty guys, hungry guys out there with a few veterans mixed in looking to prove themselves again at the latter parts of their career like a Melky Cabrera. I feel like Clint Hurdle is the right manager for this team all of a sudden because I'll admit I was one of those people that said, you know what, it's probably time. It, it, I think Clint Hurdle's message has run its course here. But I'm admitting that I was probably wrong because I see a team now that's responding to their manager and following his lead of coming together. And that's a ton of fun to see, and it's great to see it play out. And, man, I imagine Clint Hurdle is re-energized by what he's seeing from this team as well in the early parts of the season. But another guy we want to hear from, obviously, Chris Archer, what an emotional day he had from struggling out of the gates to giving up the home run to Dietrich, which he watched go into the river, Dietrich pimping it on him, then throwing at him, causing the fight, but then settling down and getting six strong innings out of him. So I want to hear the emotion from Chris Archer in this game, what he had to say. Let's listen to that now. Well, since uh, when you play Pittsburgh, you play the whole city. The shirt you're wearing, Chris, um, just how do you describe today's event? It's kind of crazy, wild, but ends up a winner. I mean, how do you put it in the words? Uh, yeah, you know, um, we... Uh, we came into today trying to get the sweep. We came into the series trying to win the series. Um, and then when we already had three, we came in to get the sweep. And um, our guys were locked in. Our guys were focused. And um, Servi did a hell of a job back there putting down the right fingers. And um, I feel like at the right times, I executed the right pitches. And we were able to get that win. You know, rough stuff happens. Skirmishes happen. Benches clear all the time in baseball. How does that maybe galvanize a team a little bit when moments like today happen? Um, I, I don't know exactly, but it definitely put a spark in our offense because um, the following inning, um, JB hit one of the furthest balls I've ever seen with my eyes. Um, you know, Melky was doing his thing. Jmart was doing his thing. I mean, um, the middle of our lineup and, and top, you know, Frazier um, did his thing, and Marte got a nice triple stand-up. So um, just all together, we, we look really good today. What is the key to staying focused? Okay, the, the rough stuff happened. It's over. Now we get a game to win. Um it really wasn't that tough. Um, Trevor Williams grabbed me and he said, hey, let's stay over here, let's stay calm. He's like, just keep your head in the game, just focus on the game. Um, so it was nice to have him kind of hold on to me and um, stay in my ear about that. So what actually happened on that? Um, well, obviously, uh, fat, my fastball in has been something I've been working on the whole season, since last season. And, um, you know, I threw him a pitch middle away. Um, he was able to extend his arm, so I was just trying to go in. And um, I mean, I airmailed a couple balls today, a couple that I was trying to elevate, a couple I yanked when righties were up there, and it was another one that I just yanked. So I mean, that, that's on the home run. What about the the one that that started the whole fracas? I'm saying I I yanked oh, that. Gotcha. Yeah, I just I missed missed my spot. Did he admire his home run too much in your mind? Um, he there was some admiration there, definitely. Um, I think that's for you guys to judge. That's for everybody else to judge. Like we just talked about, I was trying to stay focused on the game, you know, and uh, things did kind of get out of hand, but um, I was just happy to, to punch him out two times after that. You talked about how the bats got energized. Did you get energized after the bench was cleared? Um, it looked like a different picture out there. Seeing, seeing my guys um, come out there and have my back like that, um, was it's encouraging. Uh, it's something I love, and um, yeah, I'm kind of getting goosebumps just mm -hmm. thinking about it right now. So yeah, it definitely, it definitely charged me up a little bit. How much does this help a team or wins like this, kind of different wins, different losses a season? How does that help a team maybe form its identity early on? Yeah, we, we did a lot of team bonding um, in spring training, and we've had dinners, and we've done a lot so far this season. But stuff like that is stuff you can't simulate. That's, that's authentic, and um, I think it, it really showed 
how tight-knit we are. The, the team dinners and the team bonding that we've done, um, it really all came together today. Like you tying a Musgrove eating pizza after the game the other night? Yeah, that and um, just larger team dinners. Uh, when we were in Houston, um, I think like 30 or 40 guys went out to eat, and tonight we were going out for uh, Gong's birthday, and um, we have some plans to do some other things in Chicago. So all these things, and things that the Pirates put together um, that help build chemistry, um, it was really on full display today. Did uh, Dietrich say anything to you in the fourth inning? No. After the pitch? Mm-mm. No? Mm-mm. What was the conversation with David Bell? He seemed rather upset when he came out. Uh, well, I, I was surprised, but I guess since the umpire walked out, he was charging towards the ump, but at first it kind of looked like he was coming towards me, but I really didn't hear what he said. I was just trying to get a new ball from the umpire. Like, I, I don't I don't know what he was saying. It was just a warning from Jeff, right, when he comes out there? After. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So you hear it again there from Chris Archer, and we're back on Pirates postgame, brought to you by Shenderovich, Shenderovich, and Fishman. It's the idea I keep coming back to. Everything I hear brings it up again. The idea of team and coming together. Chris Archer talks about Trevor Williams pulling him aside after, as the brawl was going on and saying, let's focus on pitching, trying to get his mind right, realizing what's still ahead of him. Trevor Williams is a guy that hasn't been around forever. Like I talked to Josh Bell, if you missed it earlier in the postgame show. Josh Bell is in his fourth year as a major leaguer. Trevor Williams in his fourth year is a major leaguer. And these guys are taking on leadership roles. They're young guys bringing the team together. And then you bring in a guy like Chris Archer, who feels to me like a natural leader, a guy that people gravitate to. You hear him talk about being energized and getting chills, seeing his teammates come out for him. And he talks about the team dinners that they have, the team bonding, 30 to 40 people together when they were in Houston having dinner together. They're going to go out and celebrate Gung's birthday while on this road trip. That's, to me, it, some people may say anecdotal sort of things, and it doesn't impact the team on the field. I, I don't believe that. I believe that these things matter. I believe as much, as, as important as it is, it, it's obviously more important to have the talent on the field. But some of your deficits, I think, can be overcome when you have guys that are motivated out there to play as a team and come together, and that's what this Pirates team is right now, and that's what we're seeing from them, and that's what has me excited about them. If you want to join the conversation, you can give us a call at 412-928-9370. We've heard a lot from the Pirates side of things. Josh Bell joined me, talked about the game that he had. He talked about the brawl. We hear from Clint Hurdle talking about the brawl. Just heard from Chris Archer talking about the ball about the brawl. But how about we hear from the other side of things now? Reds manager David Bell got ejected from this game. You heard Steve Blash join me earlier in the show and say that he thinks Bell is sort of responsible for escalating things because he went so far towards Chris Archer and crossing onto the field like that that it set things off. And that's probably what got Bell ejected. I, I was told what Bell had said. I'll hear it for the first time with you coming up next. And I have a feeling that it's going to make your blood boil like it made mine. So we'll listen to that coming up next on Pirates postgame. Brought to you by Shenderovich, Shenderovich, and Fishman. Here's the 2-1 pitch. And that's a drive to center field. Clear the deck. Cannonball coming. Oh! It's over the batter's eye. I think it cleared the batter's eye in center. Yes. Josh Bell just cleared the batter's eye in dead center field. And as he rounds third and heads home, he yells into his dugout. The big man is fired up. This game is tied with an absolute mammoth shot from Bell. 
Today's home run report is brought to you by Flynn's Auto Service, your hometown tire and auto service experts. You know, Greg Brown has seen a lot in the game of baseball. He's been around for a while. So when you get the sheer disbelief in his voice, you know you're seeing something special. And that is exactly how you describe Josh Bell's home run today. Put over the batter's eye. We were sitting in here in the box that we do the post game from watching that ball like, oh, man, he got a lot of that. Oh, my. We couldn't believe it. Shocked over the batter's eye. We were shocked at the Dietrich home run going into the river. But Bell's, I mean, that Bell's makes that look like nothing. That ball was absolutely crushed. And we had Josh Bell and thank him for coming on to the postgame show a little bit earlier. And he even said, like, he knew he got all that one when he hit it. But I had teased to David Bell, Reds manager, getting tossed from this game for his actions in the brawl. In his comments, I think you're uh, probably going to fire you up a little bit. Let's hear from David Bell now. What you saw from your perspective, what the umpires told yeah. you, and now that you've had time it's, to reflect it, on it, your feelings. It's just completely unacceptable for, for, our, you know, for, for anyone to intentionally try to hurt one of our players. It's, that's, it's that simple. And it was obvious. Were you ejected from the game because you went immediately out there, or is it something you said? I, I really don't know. I, I don't even know when it happened. I, di I didn't hear that I was ejected. At some point, I was told, I think, after the whole thing happened. But it may have happened during the course of, of the discussion or the, whatever was going on out there. Were you also upset that the warning was imposed and that you guys can't react to it as well? I'm just Anytime another team or another player is intentionally trying to hit, hurt one of our players, that's the problem. It's, it's that yeah. simple. It's unacceptable. And we'll always stick up for our players no matter what. What's your general feeling on people get sensitive or <clears throat> upset that a player admires a home run? They need, they, I, we concern ourselves with, with our team, and other teams need to concern themselves with how their team plays. It's that simple. We, they, they don't need to worry about how we go about it. Were you upset that some of your players were ejected after that? I, I honestly, I didn't. I really don't know what was going on out there. I, I, I'd have to watch the, the video, but no, I'm not. You know, I think everyone was, everyone was rightfully upset that one of our players was intentionally thrown out, and you know, anything could happen. You know, you, you throw a ball at somebody, they, they could be hurt, hurt, they could be injured, very severely, and it's unacceptable, and we will never tolerate that. It's going to be a tough question at this point when emotions are still high, but eight-game losing streak, you're off to one inning start. How frustrated are you personally? I'm, I'm not frustrated. We want to win every single day. We compete, and we're going to turn it around. We're, we're confident. There's, there's no concern. I, I believe in this team. They, we, we all believe in what we're going to do here, and there's, uh, there's no concern. Dietrich's day at the plate. I mean, he, he hit that homer and everything happened. And, you know, you see him take back-to-back -back strikeouts, come right back with another two-run home run. What did yeah. you make of his day? He, he did. He had a great day. He did his job. He, he performed great today. And, you know, it's unfortunate that it's acceptable that, you know, that, that they're allowed to try to intentionally hurt one of our players. That's, that's unacceptable. He had a great day. He... he when you hit a home run, you're allowed to you're allowed to run around the bases any way you want, and uh, it's it's 
it's unacceptable and it's unfortunate that that, that happened. It should never happen. Did you want Archer ejected right after that pitch, or was your frustration more the warning? My frustration is uh, one of our players being intentionally thrown out and potentially, you know, having a, even a chance that they get hurt for hitting a home run for any reason. For for any reason, it's it's completely, it's it's not it shouldn't be part of the game. It shouldn't be allowed. This doesn't take front and center, I guess, for most headlines, but Di Scalfani's day, um, I know he, he pounded the strike zone fairly well. It looked like it's, it's about a two-thirds rate of pounding the strike zone, but what did you see out of him that kind of gave trouble with, with what the Pirates were doing on him? Um, can you repeat the question? Yeah, Sorry. yeah, just, just basically what you had thought of, of Di Scalfani's day. I know you had to watch part of it from here, but... Um, yeah. what, he was throwing strikes, but what, yeah. what kind of things was he doing that the Pirates took advantage of? Yeah, it, it was you know it, it was tough for me to see after I was ejected um, up until the the point I, it looked like he was competing and and um, but honestly I you know I think uh, it was it was tough for me to follow the game at that point so yeah. In your eyes, is it the same if he got thrown at his head versus that one was kind of his butt area behind his back? To me, it doesn't matter because, as we see, pitchers don't always command the ball. So, um, if they get if if they're th if they're trying to throw behind their back, or they're trying to hit him in the back, or that that is, should be the exact same thing. Because what if it gets away from him? What if it gets away from him and hits him in the head? It's that it, there's no place in the game for it. So, and did you see Puig at all? I mean, his ejection. Do, do you think he might get suspended for that? Going back into it, after. I I don't know, you know. I hope not. I, I know, um, like you said, the the emotions were were high because they were, you know, upset that one of our players was uh, could have got hurt really bad. So, yeah. Thank you. Yes. Thanks. That's Reds manager David Bell following today's exciting game. I don't think I've been so annoyed by an opposing manager since Joe Madden and the plantar fasciitis comments of Jung Ho Gung, the slide that took him out. Has David Bell watched a baseball game before? Oh, it's unacceptable to throw at a guy. You're going to try to hurt him. David Bell, I'm sure you've been in a game where a fight has taken place over something like this. And then he has comments calling it completely unacceptable. A guy's allowed to, round, to run around the bases however he wants. It's not about running around the bases, David Bell. It's about your guy standing there staring at, yeah, his moonshot. And that's fine if he wants to do it. But we all know how baseball works. The pitcher gets the last say in this, whether he's right or wrong. Your guy watches that. Guess what? The next time he comes up the pitcher's probably gonna do something David Bell this guy clutching his pearls like it's the worst thing he's ever seen in his entire life David Bell I can't believe this he said I'll remember this one oh I'm fine hold on Jack Jack says I worry too much now I'm probably a little too excited he says <laughs> taking all of this into context I'll remember this. This is my thoughts. I'll remember this the next time the Reds get into one of these where one, somebody hits a home run against them and one of his pitchers throws at somebody. Well, let's see what he, David Bell has to say about it then when it's one of his guys doing it. It's easy as a first-year manager just a few games into his career to say, N my guys will never do that. I am positive as long as David Bell is the manager of this Reds for one entire season – one of his guys is going to do something like that. And let's see if he has the same comments about it. What a joke that is from David Bell. And I understand defending your guys, but come on. 
That's taking it too far for somebody like that. I told you we'd hear from Felipe Vasquez. We have his comments here. I'll read them to you on the Dietrich home run. Give a little bit of context to where the Pirates were coming from here. This is Felipe Vasquez. He says he shouldn't have done that talking about watching the home run. If you do something like that, you're going to pay for it. We're trying to play the game like we have to. Respect the game. He didn't do it. Joey talking about Votto can do it because he's been here a long time. But for a guy like that, he's not supposed to do something like that. I think it was a little too much. Now, I have my thoughts from the fan perspective about throwing at guys and retaliating and celebrating strikeouts like Chris Archer does and watching home runs. But that's the player's perspective. That's how they feel about it. And they're the ones that actually play the game. I'm just a guy who talks about it. So take Felipe Vasquez's words on something like this. Total David Bell still has me fired up. What, I can't believe it. For a first-year manager to say that these sort of things is totally ridiculous. Because I guarantee one of his pitchers at some point will throw to somebody. And you know what? I'll be sure to bring those comments back and play them for you then and say, oh, here's David Bell. Oh, so worried about the game of baseball and protecting his guy. He threw behind him. He didn't throw at his head. Get over it, David Bell. <sighs> Sorry. That's, that's a lot. I know. <laughs> that's a lot. But that's how fired up this game has me. And I'm fired up about this team, too. They're a ton of fun to watch. They're 5-3 and three after wrapping up this homestand, playing great baseball all around. Defense we worried about. It looked pretty good for the most part today. Chris Archer had an error, but it's, all, it's after he almost got killed by a ball fired back at him on the mound. Uh, I, I'm okay with that. I think Colin Moran had that error, but that's Colin Moran at third. We know, or, Sorry, what, what was the, the other error? It wasn't Moran. There was another error. Gonzalez, it's short. We had another error. I, I, I worry about that one. There's that. But for the most part, the defense looks better than I expected it to. The bats, much better than I expected them to. And a lot of that has to do with two big question marks coming through that we set before the season. Josh Bell and Adam Frazier, two guys that played a big role in this one today. And the pitching is the pitching. I thought it'd be great. So far, so good. That's the end of our Pirates postgame show. I have one more read for you. I'll have to get in for you. The break of the game brought to you by Leon's Billiards and more in Wexford or online at leonsbilliards.com. The break of the game, realistically, was that fight. It energized this team. It got Chris Archer back on track, and it turned the momentum when it looked like it was going against the Pirates. That's our break of the game. I have to take a breath because we've got to finish up here. But thank you for joining us on Pirates postgame brought to you by Shenderovich, Shenderovich and Fishman. The Pirates getting ready to take their 5-3 and three record into Wrigley Field. And believe it or not, it seems really weird to have it this late in the season. But tomorrow, the home opener for the Cubs. That should be exciting as the Pirates get to go in there and try to play spoiler to them. A 12:55 pregame as we take you up to Jameson Tyone versus John Lester. And that wraps it up for us here at PNC Park. For Matt Harkins back at the studio, Noah Hiles helping us out with the sound, gathering all that for us today. Thank you for joining us on Pirates Post Game on Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan.